When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Conspiranormal. Okay, guys, welcome to what we do every end of the year. Are actually, yeah, well, technically end of the year, but you guys will be hearing this at the beginning of 2021. We're doing the year in review. And it was a and very special year. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely one of the most um, eventful years in American history. And I'd say kind of an eventful year for us, too, just like our own personal and um, level of conspiranormal as well. So this is just something that we've done. I think the first one I did was in 2015. Um, So every year we do kind of just like these, just recap episodes of the episodes that we have done throughout the year. And we just kind of like briefly talk about them, any like remembrances that we have. And it kind of is a cool thing because we go back you guys can go back and you guys can listen. If you're new to the show, you can go back and listen to all those old episodes. And I think from like episode 60 on, there's like a recap for just about every episode on these year in review shows that we've done. So you guys can check all those out in the conspiranormal archives. But uh, like I have said, it's been an extremely eventful year. So yeah, I mean, we've got a lot, We'll probably get to later, but uh, I really feel like we took the show to uh, the next level this year. Um, yeah. And just looking through all these episodes, we just got some really great stuff. Um, hopefully, if you haven't checked it out, you can go back and check out some of these episodes, and this will inspire you to do so. But, um, you know, as with some other things in my life, too, you know, I just kind of... Uh, I used the the negative to turn it positive, and despite a lot of challenges, you know, we really did a, a lot with the show this year, solidified a lot of really, really great correspondences and relationships with people and, um, and our fans, really building a sense of community. Pretty happy. It's been different because of COVID and because, you know, back in March, and we'll we kind of we'll talk a little bit more about this as we get to it but 
back in March, we kind of had to stop doing the in-studio shows uh, because of the quarantine. And then I was gone for a couple of months to Chattanooga, and then I came back, and then we still did the episodes um, away from each other. So from like March to September, we actually didn't do an in-studio episode until uh, right before we were doing the Strange Realities Conference, and I was staying over there with you. And then I've been back in Chattanooga now since um, the beginning of October. And so that we've been doing these episodes uh, not traditionally the way that we're, we have done. So it's been um, it's been rather interesting and it's kind of been a, a real a year of adjustment for us. Um, we got used to doing back when we were at Rob's and back when we started doing it to your place, we used to got used to doing things face to face. So like I said, it's been a year of adjustment. So. Okay, so technically we started off last year, or we started off this year, with episode 295, which was our 2019 year in review. Um, so we won't really talk too much about that. So really the first guest episode that we had was 296 with Jack Montgomery, American Shamans. And that was an actual, that was a show that um, I actually really looked forward to um to having Jack on. I met him the previous October when I was um, giving out the flyers, turned out useful, useless flyers for the Strange Realities 2019, and uh, met Jack there. And he's a real interesting guy. And of course, we had him for Strange Realities 2020. Uh, in that episode, we talked about kind of the American shamanic tradition. And stuff like uh, powwow, which is mainly what Jack, uh, what he practices. So we talked mainly about that, but we also talked a little bit about, um, I think, hoodoo as well and some other things. And uh, the, I think also the, uh, the, the, uh, the Southern granny tradition as well. Um, yeah, Appalachian granny women. That's what it is. So that was an interesting show. Yeah, yeah, the the book is yeah. was really inspirational and uh it's been great getting to know Jack. He's just such a good guy. You can just tell he has a real deep spirituality and he really cares about people. Um and has these connections with practitioners who have roots and traditions that go way back. So he's like a living repository of a lot of this information and is a practitioner himself. So it's been it's been great getting to know him. And uh, he helped introduce us to Tony Kale and kind of, con this was kind of the start of a lot of that. Well, I guess the um, the show from 2019 about backwoods witchcraft really got us started on a lot of this uh, this folk mat these folk magic traditions. And uh, Jake Richards, so that's, that's been yeah. kind of a yeah yeah. So that's been kind of a, a line of inquiry we've been having in some of these episodes yeah like he's um and jake richards actually has a new book out i believe so we had to get him back on i think so this was kind of a uh, of a common theme this year is kind of like i started getting really interested in this concept of uh, folk magic back in like 2018 and 2019 and meeting jack was kind of like serendipity and have and having him on uh we followed that up with uh, episode 297 
which was the Knox Mente Swapcast that we did with Jerry Ablin and uh, his co-host Nish, which I believe that we talked to, because what, what did we, we talked about a lot of stuff on that. Uh, there was a dream experience that I had that was kind of strange and kind of um, the nature of consciousness, dark futurism, artificial intelligence. Uh, yeah, we got into some like weird cosmologies and uh personal experiences as well which is usually i think the kind of the main focus of their show uh we need to catch up with jerry i haven't talked yeah, to him a little he bit he came to the um he came to the uh strange realities conference back in uh 2019 that we actually were able to do live up there in nashville um number it was episode 298 our good friend mark anthony wyatt we talked about the first volume of his two-volume set of The Spirit of Cornwall, uh, which is called A Haunted Legacy. And this was... Another guy from the 2019 Stranger Realities. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, he was there. We talked about kind of like the, what, the, the different folklore and his own kind of personal experiences in the Cornwall area. And stuff like Phantom Surfers, Ghost Trains, UFOs, stuff like that. And... Uh, also, an encounter that Mark had with a really odd, uh, mysteriously large owl, and kind of what he felt yeah. the significance of that encounter was. So, uh, always enjoy having Mark on the show. Um, he's a great storyteller, and I think people really love his accent as well. So, <laughs> he's really got a sense of that uh, that spirit of place in uh, in Cornwall, and um... yeah. You know, enough to, to make two volumes uh, with all these personal stories as well as more um, historical and folk folkloric stuff. Followed that up with episode 299. This was uh, Tobias Wayland, the Lake Michigan Mothman. This actually, I ended up, we actually had to postpone that episode. I ended up doing that the next night. Uh, I think you had some like uh, family issues you had to deal with that night. And I actually ended up doing this one my, uh, by myself. But uh, Tobias is known for a book that he wrote called The Lake Michigan Mothman. And uh, he is also head of something called the Singular 14 Society. So basically, this was a this book was kind of like a compendium of the, all the different um, Mothman sightings that were seen in Lake Michigan area in Chicago. And, uh, like was, that was collected by like, uh, Lon Strickler, uh, of phantoms and monsters. So, uh, we kind of talked about, uh, kind of the different, uh, mundane kind of explanations possibly for this, but also, uh, some of the other things like, uh, stress in the environment, these type of things. I also talked to Tobias about that as well. So, which if, as you can tell, we kind of were going to like kind of our first like kind of big event of the uh, for us this year, which was our our three hundredth episode, which was a pretty yeah. Big we did tale. two parts: one uh, with some uh, guests in the studio, and then one with a uh, a bunch of listener stories. Yeah, and so what we did was we had um, Joe Kistner, who is a listener to the show and a patron. And he was talking about these, I guess these like odd disappearances that happened around where he lives in, uh, in Minnesota and some of the, 
the the interesting links between them. This is stuff that like no one I don't think really knows about very very yeah. much. Um so it was kind of an interesting like you know, who done it story and there was kind of like weird things about like a cult being involved and these type of things. Uh and in the second part of that uh first part of the episode of the 300th episode we also talked to our friend joel and his friend robbie who he brought with him about a shared ufo encounter they'd had like two right. years before which was and that was it that was cool because you had two witnesses who saw the same thing yes yes and so we had an idea for because in the past for like the 100th episode, the 200th episode. So like the 100th episode, I had like Micah Hanks, Dr. Future, a couple other people. I did like a whole bunch of different interviews with, uh, with some other people. We actually split that one, I think up, up into two parts. And then the 200th episode, which is actually kind of technically the first episode that you're on, Sophia, uh, we did like this big party thing and we had like Josh Cutchin in studio, Dr. Future, Randall Carlson, uh, Joe Damari. Uh, they all, we all hung out in Rob's, uh, sh- uh, backyard in his garage and did the recording there. But we, for the 300th episode, you and I kind of thought of, well, we should do something different. And it's interesting that we did it the way that we did because, Zoom was about to be a really big thing in everybody's lives. And uh, right. so we did like kind of like a round table just like of listener stories. And we put it out that we wanted to, to talk to everybody that we would give them the link to get onto Zoom. And we just uh, did a whole big meeting with the various people. I think we had about 12 people um at the most that night, but that was pretty good that we had a lot and everybody kind of shared their own stories and all that. And that's actually, um, you can actually find that on the YouTube channel. That's actually the the video version, the actual video version of that. So you can actually just, just watch it. But, uh, that was real fun. Like you said, it kind of foreshadowed, uh, things to come. And, uh, that was our first kind of hangout, um, that we recorded and those are increasingly going to become a uh, a big deal. So we will get to that a little later. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, so we follow that up obviously with episode three hundred one, which was the first, which was the first time we had Tony Kale on. This is uh, in about mid February. This was called Root Workers and Hoodoo in the mid in the mid South. This was specifically about Hoodoo and a book that he had written about. Um, about hoodoo and the it called root workers and hoodoo in the mid south. Um, Tony is extremely knowledgeable on this subject, and actually uh, is in association with Jack Montgomery, uh, working on a book. So I about about I believe about the supernatural and about uh, folk magic. So I would expect to probably see them come back to conspiracy normal. Sometime, sometime in 2021. He's a Memphis resident, and uh, the book has got a lot of really cool visual accompaniment yes. because uh, Hoodoo did not shy away from commercialism. Uh, so there's a lot of great, uh, great ads and and different stuff you'd find in newspapers or or magazines. Um, 
just a it's a really really good book great coffee table book and uh, it's been been nice getting to know Tony as well and uh, both him and uh, Jack spoke together in a joint presentation in the Strange Realities 2020 conference. February 20, uh, February 23rd, episode 302. That's the day we posted it. AP Strange, Ashtar Transmissions, and Liminal Earth. AP Strange, otherwise known as Matthew Hopewell, his real name. Um, he actually got in touch with me because he wanted to be a part of the 300th episode. And all his material that he had really was good enough for its own episode. So I put him on his own episode. And we basically talked about these Ashtar transmissions that were these weird um, interrupting transmissions in Britain sometime, I think about it, like in the mid-70s. And we also talk about um, A.P. Strange's involvement with the Liminal Earth uh, group, which we later had those guys on. Right, and I did a a uh, recreation of the Ashtar broadcast for patrons. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> or you helped with that too? Gosh. Yeah, you you yeah, you, yeah, you supplied yeah. one of the disembodied voices. Yes, yes. You can get, if you if you, if you're interested in hearing that, you can become <laughs> a patron, and you can um, you, you can get that for that. one dollar. It's it, it's it's funny looking back on some of these episodes because I feel like this was like two years ago. It's like, it's I know because this like twenty twenty was just so packed, and I think I think there was some um, yeah time dilation too. You know, with the way just everything was in flux, um, everyone was at home so much. So I kind of feel like it honestly might have you know dragged. Felt like it dragged more than usual. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um. Episode 303, Seth Breedlove. First time we had him on. Uh, this is on about On the Trail of UFOs, which is a series that he has put up, I believe, now on Amazon Prime, where he talks about um, a, making a documentary to reclaim the wonder and mystery involved with the UFOs instead of controversy. And we also talked about some of his... Um, about filmmaking, his techniques, how he kind of got involved with that, uh, with his with the production company of Small Town Monsters. So we actually talked a little bit about paranormal, but in the beginning of that of that show, we kind of just talked about kind of like well, his influences and kind of his thoughts and what he did. Um, and that was interesting too because he was coming on Strange Familiars right after, and um, Tim actually pulled us in to be. <laughs> to come and uh be on the sh be on the next show with him so it was like kind of a weird crossover. oh i forgot about that yeah yeah and because we were um we were we were trying to we were already looking at doing strange realities 2020 not knowing what was coming down the pike or just ignoring it and um this was uh he, we were going to talk about strange realities that we were going to do live in nashville but uh of course that didn't happen we actually did talk about that on uh uh tim renner's show so and those small town monsters movies are really uh you know some of the best in the field of like documentary style movies investigating different uh happenings yes yeah very much so very much so highly recommended i think they're better than anything that is on tv 
uh, just like normal television. I mean, it just kind of goes without saying. Uh, so, uh, the next episode, 304, Tim Banal and Aaron Gullius. We talked about, I called this B-movies, Flat Earth Conferences, and Coronavirus Fears. How little we knew at this point. Was one other person supposed to be in that? Uh, I don't think so. I think I just okay. pulled them in. Um, so this was interesting because the night before we actually recorded this episode, uh, I dodged, uh, getting killed by a tornado by about five minutes, <laughs> uh, which was not the first tornado, which was only the first tornado I got to live through, um, this year. Yeah. We um, didn't get, the, we didn't get the locust. That's about it. But we got yeah, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I had no power. I went over to you had power. You were fine there in Inglewood, but I went and um got uh I had nothing. So I ended up um of course we did the show at your place anyway, so so it was good. But we talked about various different things. Uh stuff from Golius's Saucer Life podcast that he had been talking about Reinhold Schmidt and Ron Ormond. And of course we did talk about the flat earth conference that, uh, Tim Banal attended as well. And Tim actually, um, talked about that in the latest in strange realities, 2020 that we ended up doing online. And we actually talked about the, the, the coronavirus and how, Alternative media and the government have responded to it. So and it was I, I, it was still in China at that point, right? Yeah, well, it was it was over here too, but it was just oh, it had ignored. started. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the next episode actually ended up being the first one that we had to do remotely. And uh, okay, this was episode three hundred five. Uh, this was Aaron O'Brien. And we talked about Return to Snake Land, and we pulled in our really good friend, Phil, who, um, if you don't know Phil, he does most of the graphics for our show. He's the artist that does that. So uh, good credit and kudos to him. Uh, Aaron talked about a, a graphic novel that he was involved in called return to snake land, which was about these series of murders and suicides of, of teens, uh, that in took place in Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo, New York in the mid eighties. Uh, this is actually stuff that you were actually aware of. Yeah. I had a friend, uh, who's pretty influential in uh, me getting into a lot of this weird stuff. And, um, some music stuff as well, but he was from Buffalo and there was a metal band in Buffalo that mythologized a lot of this, this same stuff about like these abandoned, uh, industrial, I guess, was it like a mill or something? Obviously, you know, it's in the eighties, there's all this abandoned industrial stuff in these cities like Buffalo and these metalhead kids would go and legend trip in these spaces and leave satanic graffiti and there was all this kind of you know this was at the high of the satanic panic also and then there's actual murder um so this metal band mythologized all that and a lot of their music and stuff so i was i was aware of a lot of this, this stuff already and we also talked about we also talked to phil 
Uh, we made it kind of like a, a comics or like graphic novel show. They're probably like, I think this is like the last 20, 25 minutes of yeah. that episode. And his comic is called Those Shadow People mm-hmm. and has a lot of weird stuff and paranormal elements to it as well. Mm-hmm. And you guys can check both those out. Um, uh, you can go to both their website. Everything on every episode, if you go to iTunes or wherever you go, like, Go to find the show notes. You'll see all this stuff, all this, everybody's stuff linked up. And that's cool because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are interested in this stuff who are also, you know, big into sci-fi and comics and other, other cultures like that. So we want to try to get some crossover going with that. Next episode was episode 306. This was Jenny Ashford and Tom Ross, number five. I titled this one 13 o'clock out of control <laughs> and it usually always has an explicit uh, warning on it. Um, th- I don't remember too much about this one <laughs> other than we talked about uh, like serial killers, uh, kind of the stuff that they talk about on their episode. Uh, and I wrote something about ghost goat text testicle grafting, uh, which, you know, you guys could go check that out. That was uh, always an interesting show. And we, we always, We've had them on uh, several times, but that only once this year, and I need to get I need to get them back on at some point. Um, only Tom once this year, took, yeah, only once this year that we've actually had them on. Jenny that's was crazy. involved with Strange Realities. Yeah, but, that's uh, what makes it seem like that. Okay, because yeah, they we usually yeah. have them on a few times. Angelia Shear was next, episode three hundred seven. Angelia, great lady, she uh, is the head of Tennessee Mufon here in our state. And uh, we talked about her book that she came out with, which is which is a great book called UFO Encounters, How High Strange Events Transform Human Perception. Uh, and basically, this was about uh, the cases that she has investigated over the last few years, uh, probably really over the last 25 or so years, because she's been doing this for quite a while. And kind of like the implications and the about you know high high strangeness, missing time, weird occurrences, all these all these stuff, and um, and also talking about one of the most fascinating cases that she's that I've actually ever heard, which was really interesting. Uh, you guys can check that out. That's episode three hundred seven. And she is, I think she is also um, you know she's a great lady. And uh, the book was very interesting. You know, she's she really came to those a lot of those conclusions through field work, which is really cool about the book. But she is recovering from some uh, health issues right now, so we just want everybody to wish her the best as well. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, episodes three hundred eight and three hundred nine were actually uh, we actually split into two. It had to be. Uh, this was Alan Greenfield too. We called them the Gospel of Greenfield. <laughs> uh, we actually had Rin join us, and gosh, I mean, what did we talk about on this? Um, well, I think the so point much. was, yeah, we wanted to get away from just the secret cipher of the Euphonauts and right. get into his background and occultism and radical politics and all the associated weirdness. Um, so, of course, as uh, usual with Greenfield, it uh, was a lengthy conversation, and we had to split it up into two. 
Yeah, the first episode is an hour and 51 minutes, and the second episode is an hour and 16 minutes. Yeah. And it was about that time that I actually was here in Chattanooga, and uh, not as close this time, but I got to live through another tornado. (laughs) So this is already when... This is already when the outbreak was really spreading. Uh-huh. So this is the t- this is the quarantine time. Yeah, okay. well, we had recorded the show before that, and uh, because of that, we started getting on this two week behind schedule uh, because yeah. we split that show up. Um, this was followed by episode three ten, Kiki Dombrowski, which is Wheel of the Year and Divination Methods. Uh, this was an episode about the, like I said, the witches will of the year, um, and the different holidays that are on that wheel. And we talked about some of the lesser known, kind of lesser known holidays that people, um, may not have heard of. Uh, and this is kind of was based off of a book that she did called eight extraordinary days. Uh, Kiki is, she's a tarot reader. She's a witchcraft practitioner. She is also involved with liminal earth. And we had came kind of came to her on her radar because we actually read one of her experiences, uh, from Nashville, uh, on the air, I think on the AP strange episode. Yeah. And that was just, uh, in my neighborhood too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that experience. I think it was pretty. I think it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Kiki's great. Yeah, we it's been great to start the correspondence with her, and uh, you know she became involved with strange realities mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and has become a good friend of the show. So, starting off in April, uh, episode three eleven. Uh, this was Mark Anthony Wyatt. Uh, this was the fourth time we've had Mark on. This is called the spirit of Cornwall volume two. This was, um, about, um, well, the second volume of the book, uh, the spirit of Cornwall series and, uh, talked about kind of like the, some weird sea monsters, wizard, charlatans, and something called the knockers, which are these creatures that live in mines that knock around. And some, there's like tales that's also surround Aleister Crowley, the state, his stay in Cornwall, and like a weird murder case that's kind of tied up into all that. Uh, that's what we talked about on that episode. Yeah, just a, a continuation of, uh, of the first book. Uh, really cool folk tales and uh, up-to-date experiences. So episode 312, this uh, was the second time, but the first time in nearly two years that, and we've had him on a lot since our good friend recluse, also known as Steven Snyder. We talked about his book, strange tales of the parapolitical. Uh, yeah, we've really been building with, uh, with recluse. Yeah, we, so have, we absolutely have. It's been pretty cool. Once again, another person that has, um, was also involved with strange realities this year uh the online version and i think this is when he's i mean like you know he's he had this prolific blog for a long time he can go back i don't i don't even know how long it stretches Mm -hmm. but um you know around this time when he's doing the start doing the uh farm podcast too i think he's really really coming out of his shell because he was you know really uh, a recluse yeah and um you know 
he was in so much exposing so much weird stuff. I think he kind of had some reservations about uh, being public with everything, but it's been cool to see him really come out of his shell, and uh, it's been cool to build with him. Yeah, he was he started doing the farm, and he kind of took it over from Frank Zero, and he's uh, like the the full time host now. And uh, that that show is excellent, by the way. If you guys enjoy us, I think you you will really like uh, the farm. Uh, but his book was is called Strange Tales of the Parapolitical, Post-War Nazis, Mercenaries, and Other Secret History. Uh, we talked about um, Operation Gladio, those type of things, private military companies like Blackwater, uh, and their influence. And um, that was uh, a really, really interesting book and a really, really interesting interview with him. Um, you guys can check that out. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, that was just a it's, a, it's a great book about the, uh, what he would call the right side of the pyramid yes. and a lot of things that in our contemporary, uh, mutations of conspiracy culture really kind of ignored. So it's, uh, it, it's definitely a good, good source of information. I'm, I'm glad to see his, his blog entries get, um, you know, put into to book forms, things that hopefully will get out there to more people. This was followed up by episode 313, which was we titled Music and Magic. I think we wanted to do a series of these. We um, Hopefully we'll come back to it at some point. Uh, this one, actually, Rob joined in with us. Just like old and times. Just like old times, yeah. Um, and also Joel. Uh, who you guys have heard on the show before I have listed here, Joel, the phantom farmer and his bandmate and great grandson, which you guys have probably heard some of their music on our patron uh, called Chris Lord, Chris Lord bird. Uh, so this was kind of like your idea. Cause so what was the kind of like the, some of the, there was some of the stuff that we talked about in this music of the spheres and stuff like that. Yeah, I just wanted to get some kind of uh, Nashville people together because really the lifestyle around here revolves around music so much and explore these more esoteric and, and paranormal elements of of music. Um, you know, we kind of stayed on broader broader topics and a lot of history and stuff like that, not really too much into popular music. So yeah, that was the inspiration behind that yo we need to come back and do like a music conspiracy show or something like that yeah that's the later that's on. the plan so episode 314 dr future joined us in the middle of the year and uh this was actually because he put his book out called two masters and two gospels we actually labeled this as part two because in the end of the year episode for 2019, you guys can hear him talk about some of some of it as well. But uh, this was uh, his book is called Two Masters and Two Gospels, Volume One, The Teaching of Jesus versus the Leaven of the Pharisees in talk radio and cable news. So uh, there's a lot that we talked about on this episode. Every time we have uh mike on it's usually probably around at least a two plus hour show <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> as you guys have just heard um so we kind of talk about like the like uh who were the men that kind of inspired the the ideology 
that kind of really permeates the mainstream evangelical Christianity now. And also going way back, uh, going way back to stuff going back to like the 1920s and the 1930s. Yeah. A kind of what Mike's kind of conclusions about, about it is, um, it's basically that big business bought the church and it was an organized effort. What we know of now as conservative, uh, evangelicism was, um, largely made the, the political aspects of it were largely engineered by big business. And there's extensive, he provides extensive documentation for this. Yep. It is not just hearsay or speculation. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was fascinating, really big, dense, dense book. So episode 315, this is, uh, Actually, right at this point is when we switched over to Red Circle, which is the uh, the server, the uh, the posting company that we are on now. Uh, this was John Chadwick on Ley Lines and Spirit Roads. Yeah, this was pretty cool. Um, I haven't talked to John in a little bit. Uh, I need to talk to him again. This is real fun. I wanted to I wanted to kind of get into the meat of some of these mystical earth mysteries ideas that seem really vague you know and uh things like ley lines or places of power and mounds and things like this and go back um in history to where a lot of these ideas came from and many of the ideas of course come from the british isles and not from too uh, necessarily too far back, uh, mostly just the late, uh, from the late 19th century onward. And uh, so it was cool to explore all that with, with John. Uh, he's, of course, in the UK. And uh, just really wanted to kind of get to where a lot of these ideas come from, because they they are hopelessly vague in many, uh, in a lot of their current New Age context. Yeah, and you also talked about uh, the sites in North America. Yeah, because these well. same kind of things. Yeah, American ideas sites. about creating astronomical alignments on the ground. Um, the idea of spirit roads are also in Native American cultures. So, you know, a lot of a lot of these are real universal con- uh, concepts you'll find across the um, across the world, but the articulation of them in the UK really influenced a lot of our modern day uh, popular conceptions of them. So episode 316 and 317, we actually recorded on the same day. Uh, this is Joshua Cutchin and Timothy Renner, Where the Footprints End, Volume 1. Long anticipated book. Yes, which we are soon in the next few weeks um, going to at least have one of the guys on about uh, volume two, which just released. Uh, now this is a this is where the footprints end in high strangeness and the Bigfoot phenomenon, volume one, folklore, and as the title suggests, this is kind of like how Bigfoot is similar to the folklore that surrounds fairies, aliens, ghosts and even things like witches. And we talked a little bit about uh, the women in white phenomenon that uh, Tim has kind of um, seen that has happened in a lot of Bigfoot encounters as well. So uh, this was a really excellent book. 
some of the most interesting Bigfoot stuff um, I've come across, period. Uh, their perspective is, is really, really important, I think, and big missing puzzle piece. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and of course, you know, two of the best friends of Conspire Normal. Yes, yes, the, yes, they are. They, they, and they've been involved, they were involved in both Strange Realities conferences so far. Uh, 317, this is Carl Abrahamson and Vanessa Sinclair. And this is called Into the Devil's Den, is what I entitled it. And uh, we've actually had Carl on just recently. And uh, this is about his documentary film called Into the Devil's Den, which is about Anton LaVey. But then we also talked a lot about his book, A Culture, as well. Yes, yes. And we talked about we talked to Vanessa Sinclair, which is Carl's wife. We talked about some of her work that involves kind of combining the techniques of the occult with uh, psychoanalysis. Yeah, they're like a super cool, magical power couple. Yes, um, they are. It was a, it was a great discussion, and, and we've really enjoyed getting to know them um, and following up with Carl in that uh, latest episode, or I mean second to latest episode. But uh, yeah, this was really cool, and, and I considered it a pretty big uh, guest for the show because he's, he's pretty pretty well known and especially that book of culture was was pretty uh influential yes we followed that up with episode 318 uh i was back in nashville at this point this was uh with chris ernst the hill in the hole and we were actually uh also involved uh also involved was tim banal on this episode because he had a cameo in the film Yes, yes, yes. He he was he was part of the film, and we talked about uh, two actually two movies that he that he did, which was The Hill and the Hole, and another movie called Corpse. And we kind of talked about like synchromysticism, secret societies, Lovecraftian horror, all type of things like that. Yeah, it was cool. It's been really great getting to know Chris. Also, uh, he's a really cool guy. Uh huh. And this this movie, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you really need to go check it out. If you're into any of this stuff and Fortiana, uh, it's got a lot of the the mythos of of it all wrapped up. You know, you'll recognize a lot of things. It's it's a really great movie, uh, really well done, and it's got Tim Banal and uh, Adam Go Rightly in it. Um, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite favorite recent movies. Yeah, Tim Banal plays a. Uh, I think he's like a. He's like a hamburger chef. He's a. Fr- he's the fry cook. He's the fry cook. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hasn't quite made it to the hamburgers yet, you know. Yes. Yes. Three nineteen. This was our good friend John E. L. Tinney. This third time we've had John on. This was about his book, A Theoretical Weirdo, mishmash of ramblings about weirdness. Uh, we talked about how he kind of perceives this new book as an experiment and some of his ideas about writing it. And this was one we started getting into. Uh, we also talked a little bit about kind of like, you know, the paranormal and conspiracy theory worlds and how a lot of it kind of comes from a right wing kind of bent to it. Um, we started getting in, we started getting into the, into that as well. Um, 
And this was about the time that we were starting to promote the, the online conference. This is about the time we really decided that we were going to go ahead and do this thing online. So yeah, yeah. It's a couple of weeks, I think before that. Um, Cause right before that I had posted uh, a six minute clip. The strange realities conference 2020 is now online. That was in early June. So uh, episode 320, David Metcalf. Second time we've had David on because we had him on in 2019. And we've had David on a few times since then. We called this Gas Station Grimoires and the Evangelical Fringe is what I called it. And uh, this was kind of a little bit of a preview uh, from what he was going to talk about at our conference. And um, he calls the Gas Station and Grocery Store Grimoires. Like, uh, they're like Christian themed self-help books, but there's like weird kind of demonology stuff in there. Stuff that borrows from like new age and occult, um, occult worlds, basically. Yeah. And that's kind of in the broader context of this, uh, second apostolic reformation world of these, uh, new mutations of charismatic Christianity that he's really deep into exploring. And this also, also, we talked a lot about on this episode, we talked a lot about how charismatic Christianity itself really kind of derives a lot of the practices from the occult and from new thought and what that might mean and how this kind of stuff is like really kind of really mishmashed together in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And then the gas station grimoires is real cool because um, he's just showing that they're really accessible forms of folk magic in the marketplace and that um you know unbeknownst to many people there are magic paraphernalia uh at almost every gas station and walmart this was followed up by 321 caroline Corey. we talked about her documentary superhuman which was which is about um which is about like psychic powers, psi abilities and how she herself and others have kind of trained and honed those same abilities over time. Uh, and kind of like also the cutting edge research that has been done to order to kind of like improve these abilities. So she talked to like Dean Radin and several other people, a uh, really interesting documentary. I highly recommend it as well too. So three twenty two. Gerard Williams. This is the second time I had Gerard on. The first time I had him on was way back in 2014. Uh, this was called The Spider's Web, and this is actually a forthcoming book project that he is working on that's kind of about how the Nazi apparatus really survived after the Second World War and uh, how some of the United States intelligence agencies kind of helped to assist them as well. Um, right, that definitely crosses over with some of uh, Recluse's right, stuff. Right, exactly. And also we kind of talked about the hidden history and how that's really kind of affected us today. What is still going on? What are the repercussions of this? Um, and Gerard is just, he's a wealth of knowledge. He really knows what he's talking about. And he um, has, is really good at, he's also been a journalist and the guy's had some amazing 
amazing personal like experiences being a journalist. It's crazy. I'd love to talk to him about it, but he won't talk about it. Um, <laughs> episode 323. This one I know you were really excited about. Uh, this is Dr. Stephen Finley. UFOs and the Nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah. He really ex- explored the role of UFOs in the uh, mythos of the Nation of Islam, experiences of Elijah Muhammad and Farrakhan, um, as well as we kind of, in general, talked a lot about some of these uh, African American new religious movements of the uh, early 20th century and some of the mystique around their origins. And, uh, yeah, this was, this, I was really looking forward to this, uh, saw him, uh, or I, I, uh, saw him posting on Radio Mysterioso and, uh, I think he did the show with Greg first and I was, I was really inspired because, um, I'm really interested in, in, uh, new religious movements and, uh, especially a lot of the African-American ones are really not as, not as well known. Um, and the, you know, and it's not as well known that there are, these ufo aspects to them so that that was really really cool to get a a different perspective and a wider perspective on some of the stuff yes no doubt that was it all that was a really fascinating episode and we kind of talked also about kind of like african-american ufo experiences that are not as widely reported yeah um for whatever reason yeah and kind of in general what is the uh what are the different dimensions of the UFO experience as experienced by African-Americans and how, how it differs from other people. This was. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Followed up by 324, which was our Leah Haley Roundtable with Aaron Gullius, Greg Bishop, and Jack Brewer. Uh, This one, we talked about Leah Haley, who was a, I guess, UFO or abductee that later believed that she was actually part of a mind control program. Right. Uh, Pulled in Aaron because of he had just done a couple of episodes on saucer life. One about a Cito's new friends, which was a book that she wrote, which is a children's book about aliens that she wrote. And 
uh, also did just the one that was just on her, Jack Brewer, because Jack has actually uh, spoken to Leah Haley. He's actually interviewed her. And um, I think Greg had met her too, right? Yeah, he had met her as well. So we pulled him as in as well and, and just kind of talk about how, like what was the involvement of intelligence agencies in this, in, in this woman's experience? Like what, what exactly had happened? Which that's really interesting chicken and the egg kind of stuff that, you know, not only points out the, um, some of the problems with, uh, hypnotism and, um, you know, repressed or recovered memories that you find in other things like satanic ritual abuse, but it was, it was real fascinating. We did not know, uh, we didn't realize until then that when I was doing research around this, that we had actually been walking down the beach pretty close to yes, where yes. one of her experiences mm -hmm. supposedly happened. Yeah. Eglin Air Force Base. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we went there in the beginning of 2019. Uh, uh, my, my stepson wanted to go to, um, he wanted to go to Florida. You tagged along with us, and uh, yeah, we walked along that same um, that same beach that uh, she had her experiences too, and we had no clue. Uh, on the next episode, three twenty five, Brent Rains returned to the to the show. Uh, this is kind of where we're starting to kind of like promote the conference talking to everybody that was in it he actually pulled in a friend of his named dr robert davis and who had been involved with the free study uh which was part of a study on alien contact and the kind of the similarities to the near-death experiences um and what exactly that meant and their kind of um they're kind of the implications of it, uh, which if you ever have a chance to to see anything about that, it's extremely, extremely interesting. Yeah, we really focused on like the transformative nature and uh, the similarities yeah. to the psychedelic experience as well. Right. Um, right. So it was it was pretty cool. I think he's a neuroscientist, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Davis. Yeah. He's a yeah. I believe he's a neuroscience. Yeah. So he was, um, that was an interesting episode. We also talked about some of the, like the more the native American sides and some of the other things that, uh, experiences that, uh, Brent has had, um, three twenty six. This was the third time we had recluse on. We had recluse on a lot this year yeah. down on, down on the farm is what I called this. And this was kind of a more, just a grab bag of topics, stuff that, um, because I was listening to the to his to his show a lot at this point, uh, but we talked about like the Council of National Policy, we, again about the private mercenary armies, the idea of fourth generation psychological warfare, uh, and again you know the right side of the conspiracy pyramid as we like to say, and um, this, this is was, also in the context of the the. The election stuff really starting to heat up, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we recorded this in late July and posted okay. it at the beginning of August. So yeah, this was right as that was as that was starting to happen as well. And the and um, the pandemic simultaneously and how that was interacting and yeah, that was yep oof. yep. Uh, 
327. This was Jeremy Puma and Garrett Kelly from Liminal Earth. We finally got to have the guys responsible for Liminal Earth on the show. Yeah, we'd had two of their representatives before, right? uh Uh-huh. Yep. AP Strange and Kiki. And we talked to these guys about uh, their interactive map that they had. And... um, that's dedicated to the to the world of the paranormal high strangest and the just plain curious as i wrote here and uh they also talk about kind of like their own kind of personal experiences and uh there was one experience that they had where they talked about a guy that they felt was somebody they felt was a time traveler or a couple that were time travelers that uh, one of these guys i can't remember which one that they saw and we talked about their mascot that they call shrimpy and where that comes from. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. It was great to connect with them and, and uh, you know, just always encourage people to contribute to Liminal Earth and, you know, make that something that is a, uh, a go-to and a resource for connecting and um, checking out other people's experiences on a on a map. 328, Olap Phillips. Second time I'd had him on. Again, a guest that returned from 2014 all the way back. Uh, We talked about the secret cipher and the idea of weaponized conspiracy theory. Conspiracy OG. Yeah. Yeah, Of course, Olaf is the editor of Paranoia Magazine, uh, which is, I guess, a conspiracy uh, zine that goes way, way back, right? Yeah, he really gives the context of uh, of his journey into some of these alternative cultures and um, a lot of the same things we've been observing with uh, where where it has gone and where it has gone wrong and how it has been weaponized and popularized and, uh, you know, become um, pretty dangerous. So it's, it's cool to get someone who's a who's a veteran of that uh, a veteran of that world you know, really tell, tell his story. And then he's, he's a second one who published secret cipher, the euphonauts, right? Yeah. 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 He republished secret cipher of the euphonauts. So he talked about his relationship with Greenfield and he has gotten really interested in, um, both the cipher, the euphonauts and other ones and using them as kind of divinatory, uh, tools. Um, so he's kind of shared a lot of that journey with us too. 329, Nathan Isaac, Kyle Cadell, and Darian West from the Penny Royal crew. Those crazy Kentucky boys. Yeah, check this shit out, man. It It's uh, that one. Uh, I think you guys heard about an hour and 44 minutes of a like total four-hour conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We actually got not one, but two Patreon episodes out of this because we just talked about just so damn much. Yeah. Uh, oh, Penny, that's cool. Penny Royal, uh, podcast did not actually come out to like a couple of months later. Yeah. But I think but, that was the best preview so far that was anywhere. Yeah. 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 And we kind of talked about like, well, basically the weirdness that kind of surrounds their hometown of Somerset, Kentucky and what they think it is what it might mean got things like uh strange murders worship of ancient gods weird synchronicities all kinds of just like strange shit and weirdness <laughs> yeah it was that, it was that, pretty cool that goes on so uh we, we and now um, you can check that you can check out their 
their podcast, yeah. you know. Yep. You you can yeah, you can check that shit out, man. Check uh, that shit out. Episode three thirty. We called this UFO Memory Lane. We had on Timothy Beckley, Alan Greenfield, and Brent Rains. I would have loved to have all three of them at the same time, especially Beckley and Greenfield. Right. But uh, we had, I guess, Greenfield forgot, or he came in later and had technical issues or, or something like that. But uh, we did get to talk to uh, Tim Beckley, told us some interesting stories from the time uh, that he was really involved in UFO research, as well as when Greenfield joined us, too. We talked about, like, Gray Barker. Uh, some of his involvement, his recollections about Gray Barker, and uh, then we got into some like weird occult uh, stuff as well with him. So, yeah, and all three, all three of these guys are just like triple OGs. I think most of them corresponded with each other too, even yep. back in the back in the days of these uh, youth UFO enthusiast mm-hmm. clubs right. that were using uh, those. I guess what 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 magazines were they using? Some of these pulp mags. Yep. Yeah, to communicate, think. so right. I mean, it's yeah. classified it, it, ads too. I think is what they would do as well. Yeah, so, so that that was just a, an amazing, amazing history of of the UFO culture. I mean, from three people who who grew up in it and uh, continued interest in it throughout their lives. So three thirty one, three thirty two, and three thirty three. And are actually, then there's a 333.5. We did pretty extensive <laughs> interviews on this um, uh, for our Strange Realities Conference. Uh, so I'll just kind of briefly run down here what we did. Uh, 3.31, uh, the first part of that, we talked to Greg Bishop, Red Pill Junkie, and David Metcalf. And the second part, we talked to John Tinney, Aaron Gullius, and Tim Banal. And uh, you guys can actually, we did those first as live videos on YouTube and on our Facebook page. You guys can actually find that on either the Conspiranormal Facebook page or on our Conspiranormal YouTube, Conspiranormal podcast. Um, And then for 3.32 on that episode, we got uh, the first hour, Kiki Dombrowski, Stephanie Quick, Jenny Ashford. And then we did the second hour, Soraya Askath, of course, from famous Where Did the Road Go? Joshua Cutchin and Timothy Renner as well. So that was episode 332. Uh, 333 was, uh, we talked to Michael, uh, Reverend Michael Carter. Uh, about the UFOs and his contact experience. And also we talked to Guy Malone. I wanted to try to get those guys all together, but we didn't manage to do that. And then we also talked to Tony Kale, Jack Montgomery, and David Metcalf joined us again on that one. And then there was a 33.5, where again we had David Metcalf and then Wren, Collier, Dr. Future, and Recluse. So we managed to cover, give everybody a nice preview of the strange realities conference. Yeah. And then the, and, the conference, when, when did the conference happen in relation to that last one there? Uh, so we posted that episode on September 23rd. Okay. And then we did the conference on the 25th is when we started. 
And in the middle of all that, we actually managed to record an episode, uh, which was with Dave Altman, Micah Hanks, who showed up out of nowhere, and Terry Carter. So we talked to we talked to uh, the first time we'd had Dave on. We talked about the 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 UAP expedition group, the unidentified aerial phenomenon, and it's kind of like some of the sightings. And then we talked to Terry about looking for strange objects in the American West and some of the weirdest hoaxes he had encountered. And uh, Micah also joined us as well to kind of to talk about that. Three thirty-five. Moving on. Robert Guffey. Uh, the conspiracy theory that's eating America. We're in early October now. This uh, was probably one of my favorite interviews that we've done. Uh, we based this off a series of articles that Robert had done for, was it Salon? Yeah. Yeah. About QAnon and about the QAnon conspiracy theory and uh, how it's becoming a danger of becoming like its own kind of religion and becoming like a cult. Now, uh, this was probably, I think one of the most serious episodes that we've probably done. It's very timely. And it continued a lot of the stuff we've been experiencing throughout the year. When, even though, um, like we talked about before, conspiracy theory had been, has been increasingly weaponized. I think this year really it hit a critical mass, um, with the pandemic and with the election and the QAnon conspiracy became um, kind of uh, mainstreamed and mm -hmm. um, there were very mainstream politicians promoting it. And uh, yeah, I mean, only someone like, you know, we talked about, we've been speaking to these OGs of conspiracy theory and talking about how it's changed and how their perspective can provide some context to what's going on now. Only someone like him, uh, who's been in this stuff so, so long, wrote a great book called uh, Crypto Scatology about, uh, about conspiracy. You know, only someone like him could write this and kind of provide the context because when you're into this stuff, uh, if you have any sense, you are also studying the sociological and anthropological aspects of it as well. So someone like him is able to really provide context for, uh, you know, quote, normal people uh, to understand where this these kind of ideas come from and uh, how they might be exploited. So 336, this was Paul Hynek, which was an absolute, he was an absolute pleasure to speak with. Uh, of course, the son of J. Allen Hynek, the probably one of the most famous UFO researchers. Um, but we kind of uh, talked a little bit about like his um, relationship with his dad, but we also kind of talked about how um, his work kind of like in the in special effects and in virtual reality. Uh, we ended up talking about DMT and some of his experiences was with the, with that too. Uh, Medicine and uh, he's yes, really involved in life extension. Really interesting. And then um, join we also uh, Dave Altman uh, joined us again for that, and also Red Pill Junkie uh, joined us for that as well. So uh, three thirty seven. This was this was your cool idea. This was the Conspiranormal twenty twenty Halloween special which we actually have a video of on our YouTube channel. 
you guys can go check that out. Uh, so yeah. we did this, I think, in two parts, right? We talked to David Metcalf yeah. and Dr. Future. Timothy Renner joined us later on to talk about his his new Apparitions book, which is illustrations that he has done. But we talked mostly about uh, shock theater and shock theater hosts of the past. And... Uh, yeah, and, and I would really encourage anyone to, right. to check out the YouTube version because uh, David provides a lot of great as uh, well did Kiki in her uh, part too, where she talked about uh, kind of the pagan yeah. origins of Halloween and tr- you know the traditions that she finds interesting and fun, and then also kind of like you know connections to like the Fae and that mythology too. So. That was, uh, we actually spent, I think we'd recorded that over like a couple of the weeks because it looks like I put down recorded October 13th and the 20th. So that's like nearly three hours long, mm-hmm. um, which we followed that up by episode 338, uh, which was Jose Herrera, Psy and Mimetic Warfare. Yeah, um, this was kind of a continuation of some of the stuff we we're talking about with Robert Guffey and Olaf Phillips and Recluse also and Dr. Future. And um, he is uh, a former Marine who is, uh, I think he's wor- working on his uh, his master's right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's actually a student of Diana Pasuka, right? Right, and yep. he's, um, you know, using his his uh, military experience to try to map out how ideas and memes get spread, and how um, you know information has been weaponized, and how we can understand this information environment we're in, um, you know, in that kind of context. And then also, he really got into the his personal. Uh, psi experiences in the theater of war and that was really interesting mm-hmm. to to you know hear someone talk about yep. how how much psi plays a part in warfare yeah we talked about um the russian troll farm and they kind of like the different what mimetic warfare actually is and how that really did influence the 2016 election and he actually provided us with a lot of different materials that were pretty, pretty interesting as well, like the Senate reports and stuff. The security establishment is really, you know, feels like they're behind and trying to grapple with this new, uh, you know, with this new paradigm. This is three thirty nine. This is Heather Mosier and Steve Stockton, Monster Madness. Um, I actually ended up doing this one myself. Zuri, who is the head of the Monster Madness channel, uh, was not able to do it because of school, but uh, Heather Mosier, who's a part of that, and Steve Stockton, and I actually wrote a script for one of the epi- for one of their episodes about the Dover Demon, but we kind of talked a little, we, we got into talk about, started talking about the Dover Demon, Tennessee Wildman, Nobby, Skinwalkers, all these different kind of cryptid creatures, and then we ended up talking about the Bell Witch uh, a little bit too, which kind of set us on a... Uh, a little bit of a rabbit hole with the bell, Witch, uh, <laughs> which you guys can hear on the Patreon episode. But, uh, uh, we later, uh, Heather actually joined us later on. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, 
do you have any thoughts on that one? No, you, you, you heard it. So, Oh, it was cool. It's really great to hear, uh, you know, everyone likes to hear Steve Stockton tell stories and, uh, Heather yeah. Moser's research is really good, uh, around, around these yeah. stories. She's, she's quite knowledgeable. She's quite knowledgeable. Uh, we followed this with 340, Richard Spence, Secret Societies and the Golden Age of Fraternalism. Uh, this, again, I think was one of my favorite episodes that we've done. This uh, We talked a lot about uh, the kind of the fine line between the Secret Societies and Intelligence Agencies, kind of like a chicken and egg thing. And also the idea of the golden age of fraternalism, which was something from the late 19th, early 20th centuries, uh, groups like the KKK and the Shriners, uh, how this inter- influenced conspiracy theory research. Um, there's a lot in this interview. So any thoughts on that one? I've been wanting to talk to Richard Spence for a long time. I'm glad we can start um, start some kind of communication because he, he's just a... Uh, has a wealth of knowledge on this stuff, and the uh, you know he is a uh, a doctor and uh, an academic who studies the reality of secret societies and particular conspiracies. Um, so you know that's refreshing. It's not just another uh, person with a YouTube channel or something like that. I mean, you know, this is this is real verified stuff. All right, so 341, Recluse joined us again, third time this year. Uh, actually, maybe fourth time this year. Cause, uh, but uh, we talked to him about his new book, which is A Special Relationship. Uh, this is A Special Relationship, Trump, Epstein, and the Secret History of the Anglo-American Establishment. This is only book one. There's going to be a second book and a third. <laughs> uh, so we kind of talked to him about the Anglo-American relationship during the Cold War era, spe- uh, specifically talking about the Profumo affair in Britain in the early 60s, kind of like this whole uh, milieu of you know, honeypot operations, sex parties, strange murders, odd kind of things that were going on. Uh, and I put in here, in other words, all the juicy stuff. So your thoughts on that one? I had uh, told you before that um, I always wondered why that Dead Kennedys song was called Kinky Sex Makes the World Go Round. And it's got a, you know, we talked about it before, but yeah. just real quick, it's a... Um, some some kind of guy from the State Department calling Margaret Thatcher and talking about how we need to start another war and all this kind of stuff in the 80s, you know, Reagan, Thatcher, Cold War context. But so it seemed like, why you know, why they name it this? You know, I thought it was just funny. I mean, obviously, they got a great sense of humor. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this really puts it into perspective as far as the uh, how many of these weird... Um, sex rings were a part of the Anglo-American security establishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And and I think it's something that can still continues. 342, Eric Davis. High weirdness in the conspiracy chapel perilous is what I called that. Now, uh, this I thought was a fantastic one as well. Yeah, another great one. Another high, real high-profile um, author and intellectual um, really cut his teeth in uh, music journalism and the whole uh, early 90s utopian Silicon Valley kind of culture. 
psychedelics and um, again continuing kind of the same stuff of how uh, what what we're going through now this weaponization of conspiracy theory but he he takes it a step further and uh, really you know sees it in this uh, high weirdness concept and um, in almost like a spiritual dimension of what's happening to the population that's being inundated with all this you know all these alternative realities yeah we we talked about the kind of like his book that's about terrence mckenna or the rather the mckenna brothers and robert anton wilson philip k dick and how it's all kind of like influences the the counterculture as well so and then uh kind of talk about how people that because of the pandemic, one of his big things that he's looked at is people becoming more and more like going to their own kind of chapel perilous that like, um, that Robert Anton Wilson described real great show. And I'm really proud of that. You know, just looking through all these people we talked to this year, it's, it's crazy. We've got some really, really high profile people, but not the, um, People from more, um, you know, I hate to say it, but like more respectable worlds, you know, not like a, not your usual like high profile paranormal conspiracy circuit people, but like, you know, a little more public intellectuals and, and um, academics and things like that. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of the, this year. Yeah, same here. I, I am as well. 343 Laird Scranton Primal Wisdom of the Ancients Laird also was someone that I had on a while back Uh, this was uh, from his latest book which is called Primal Wisdom of the Ancients The Cosmological Plan for Humanity Uh, we talked about kind of like the idea of cosmology what exactly that means how the different cultures how they're similar and also kind of like how uh, his big thing is the Dogon tribe, which is in uh, Northern Africa and some of their like esoteric traditions, what that says about, uh, about cosmology and how he thinks there's a civilizing plan from an ancient civilization or possibly some kind of spiritual force and the idea of like non-material. Yeah. There's a lot, Big cosmology, ancient, ancient history. Yeah. 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 Uh, 344, Seth Breedlove and Heather Mosier joined us. This was uh, the Mark of the Bell Witch. Um, You actually sat this one out because you were, (laughs) you had COVID. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, which actually the next episode we actually recorded before this episode. We did it all the same day. And uh, you were, uh, you, you, you hung in there for the first episode, you know, which is like, you know, major kudos to you. But this, uh, we talked about the, the, the now released Mark of the Bill Witch film. Uh, and we had Heather on because she had done the research for the film as well. And we kind of talked about kind of like the folkloric aspects of, of, the bell witch legend, how we kind of felt what we could like, what truce we could get from the bell with bell, witch legend. I actually talked to them a little bit about the possibility of Freemasonry, uh, being, um, a part of the bell, witch legend. So, uh, and what they thought about that. And so, and we actually did, um, a Patreon episode with David Metcalf about that very subject. Yeah. As well. So you guys can check that out too. 
Episode 345 coming in for a landing here. Carl Abrahamson 2, The Devil's Footprint. This is... Um, we talked to, to Carl about his latest novel, The Devil's Footprint, uh, which is a, 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 sat, a satirical novel. But we kind of got really deep and kind of philosophical on this episode as well. Yeah, we continued a lot of the... A lot of things we've been exploring this year, and um, the basis of the book is that the uh, the world is so corrupt that God has to use the devil to solve our collective problems, which is really, really interesting. And uh, it is very ironic, as we're going to see with the last person we had in the year, how many similarities uh, these two shows had, these two last shows. It was great to have Carl back on. And uh, we talked about Fenris Wolf 10 also, which is the latest volume um, of his uh, book or, or kind of like a journal-style journal, journal style book of collection of articles uh, by various various thinkers and all kinds of cool uh, magical and historical ideas in there. So we really enjoyed that too, but... Uh, and it was really that's like really great philosophical discussion that we had about the idea of like community and individualism and the relationship between the two and how not necessarily how being an individual means that you have to completely reject society. I thought that I thought that there were some good um there were some good lessons and actually some good um some good thoughts in that episode. <laughs> yeah. So three forty six Last episode of the year, Dr. Future 10 called this pandemic profiteering and the end of 2020. Of course, this is the latest episode. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard this, but basically we talked about uh, Mike's um, research into hydroxychloroquine, where it comes from, why it was being promoted as much as it was. And then we managed to get to talk about how we felt about the conspiracy world and some of the uh, disinformation and the falsehoods that are being spread and how it's really hurting us at this moment. So that is, uh, well, any thoughts about that before I, I move on or we move on? Well, just that we, you know, we ended the year with, um, a guy who is well known for his relationship and documentation of that relationship with uh, Anton LaVey. <laughs> and yeah. then Dr. Future, who is, uh, you know, one of my favorite Jesus people. Um, so it's ironic how much, uh, you know, these two guys uh, had a lot of this, the same, uh, the same message. Yeah, it was, that was rather interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. I mean, that's Conspiracy Normal in 2020 in a nutshell. So um, we actually what a year. want to talk about moving forward and 2021 and some of the things that we uh, are going to have in store. And I guess really what yeah. we're going to just uh, the main thing that we're going to focus on is our Patreon. And um, some of the things that we're going to and changes that we are making. So, Serfiel, do you want to let's do you want to take that or? Do you... Yeah, yeah, and and I want to say also we do have a 
big goal this year to do the Strange Realities Conference as a hybrid event. Yes. If it is possible, if we can get on the other side of this, we think, you know, combining both worlds would be the best thing to do. Would still allow everyone who couldn't make it to check it out and then provide that physical experience too that we really did miss from 2020. Though, I mean, from 2019, though we did have a lot of fun in 2020 still um, and learned a whole lot from doing that as a streaming conference. Yes, we did. Um, yes, so we that's, did. That's one big goal. The other big goal is to really continue to to work on creating this community and to... Uh, we're just putting a lot of work into this stuff, and we are making a promise to provide Patreon content every week, um, an episode absolutely every week if if we can, um, with few exceptions, you know, if, if anything gets out of hand. Um, but other than that, you should expect a new Patreon episode every week as we've been delivering. And we got a new Patreon tier system that we're going to introduce uh, hopefully this can be something that we can all have a lot of fun with, uh, create a sense of belonging, and a little bit of LARPing, too. Mm-hmm. So we are going to change the tier system to a $1 level, a $5 level, a $10 level, and a $20 level. That is going to be it. Um, the new order of these yes. are going to be... Um, they're going to be organized into mock secret societies so at the one dollar level uh these are just going to be the prospects or neophytes (laughs) and you know to decide if you really want to be a committed conspiranormalist um one dollar is still great you're going to have access to all the past patron episodes which is quite a lot already but we are we are going to ask that $5 is going to be where access to new patron episodes every week is going to start. Yes. Okay, so how this is going to work. Um, we basically have drawn a line at January 1st. Um, I think that that's pretty good psychically for everybody. So any uh, any patreon episode that is going to be released after january 1st 2021 is now going to be on the five dollar tier however the one dollar for the neophytes uh if you join that way are you stay at one dollar if you're already one dollar you will have access to everything before that so everything from the end of 2016 all the way to the end of 2020 that's four years of shows. You have access to those to those patron episodes, of which there are a lot at this point. So just to explain that, but everything moving forward, the five dollar tier is going to get those. Yeah, and you're gonna uh, the one dollar. You know, you're gonna have access to what's going on. You know, there will be some content that you do have access to. Um, you know, if if you want to step up to five dollars, uh, you will be considered a member of the International Society of Conspiranormalists. And as a free and accepted conspiranormalist, you will be welcomed behind the temple doors. Will be granted access to secret additional weekly transmissions. Those are known as our patron episodes. 
and you also receive a pin bearing the mark of the order that you may recognize your brothers and sisters. Uh, in addition, you will receive the first part of our correspondence course that you may better understand our order and its mysteries. So you'll get a pin that'll make you make you a member, and uh, you can proudly display your pin, and uh, you'll have access to new Patreon episodes every week, as well as other content and uh, stuff that we send you. So that is at the $5 level. International Society of Conspiranormalists, where you are going to be able to see, starting on January 1st, we're going to have a lot of cool um, art and symbolism for these different tier levels. So it should be something something uh, really fun. You want to go on to the next step, Adam, the, the $10? The Mystic Crew, with a K. The Mystic Crew of Conspiranormal which is to join the monthly masquerade of mirth and merriment with your hosts, the Kings of Folly, Adam and Serfiel. In addition to our ball, you will receive the mark of our crew and additional materials that you may understand the deeper meaning behind our revelry. Each month, an invitation with a secret password required to enter the ball will be given. So we've been having these hangouts monthly, and uh, this is going to be uh, for the $10 and up. Uh, patrons now and there is a Mardi Gras crew theme to this and so we can have fun with this you'll get your membership pins you will be considered a part of the International Society of Conspiranormalists as well um, and you'll get your pin for membership of the Mystic crew uh, also and we can have fun with these hangouts and uh, if you want to wear masks or beads or whatever you know we'll kind of have a a Mardi Gras mysteries thing to it. Mm-hmm. And at the $20 level, which we have the ancient circle of strange realities, enter the circle and receive your exclusive garment and mark of unavailable to all, but the highest conspiracy normalist initiates. You will be granted access to visions of our past yearly gatherings known as the strange realities conference, as well as discounts and VIP experience in our future gatherings. I will be revealed at this final level and you will be fully illuminated. So explain them what they get. <laughs> so if you continue to the, to the $20 level, um, this is the ancient circle of strange realities that revolves around a VIP access in the uh, strange realities conference. Um, you'll receive all the previous stuff, of course, you'll be welcome to the ball. You will receive your membership pins and communications from the other orders. Uh, but you will also get an exclusive t-shirt uh, that we are going to reveal with the alien logo that is not available on the other uh, the other shirts on TeePublic. We actually had these, uh, these made exclusively for the $20 and up level. Uh, members of Ancient Circle of Strange Realities. Um, you're also going to get access to past Strange Realities conferences. Uh, so you'll be able to 
watch all the past conferences. And like I said, we're going to create VIP experiences for both streaming, the streaming conference, and the conference itself in reality. So uh, we'll have special experiences for you and give you special access to some of the speakers and guests at the Ancient Circle of Strange Realities, maybe have some exclusive hangouts, things like that, and you will be, uh, you know, amongst the elect. Yes, you will be part of the elect. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, yeah. we're doing this to, uh, it's nothing nefarious, yes. but it's right. It's to have fun, you know, we can provide a little bit of LARPing, a lot of it's kind of in the spirit of subgenius and stuff like that. Uh, so... You know, hopefully you guys dig this. Um, as far as the you know, the only major change is going to be the um, you know that that jump between one and five dollars. I know we got a few people at the three dollar level, uh, quite a few at the one dollar who are you know getting a, a episodes almost every week. Um, and you know, if we provide an episode every single week. Uh, it's just, it is, it's a lot of work and we feel like we need to value that. And compared to other, um, other patron systems of other similar shows or just most podcasts in general, $5 is basically where most of that extra content is starting. And we think that it is worth that and we need to, uh, start showing that. So. You know, we understand, we know times are tight, but uh, we're producing just all this content and we have to start valuing it a little more. But with that comes also our promise to provide something every single week. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're talking about just what we're going to do and we're probably going to be doing some, of course, we're going to continue with guests um, doing uh, Patreon episodes with them and we get maybe, you know, 15 to 20 minute kind of Patreon episodes. We will continue doing that, but not every guest that we can do that with, or we feel comfortable doing it with. So there's going to be, I think the surveil and I are talking about doing like, maybe like news updates, how we feel about certain things that are going on in the world, those type of things you guys will have, you guys will have access to as well. Yeah. And just like our own research, our own research projects. Right. 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 Because there's a lot of stuff that, that you guys, that we kind of talk about privately. You guys don't hear about it. It's very normal. So we kind of want to make that more like a, a little bit of a, a more accessible to people um, and to give you guys content as well. Yeah. And as far as the, uh, the, the monthly hangouts for the Mystic Crew and up, um, we are going to get those a little more spiced up, a little more thematic and have things like special guests you, you will have access to maybe people who've been on the show you know we want to we want to provide extra stuff in that it won't just be you know we all just randomly hang out which that's fine there'll be plenty of that but uh we want to you know provide something special there too and then provide something special in the uh vip experience for the conference every year yes yes agreed all right um so like surfiel said Strange Realities 2021. I mean, we are planning to, we want to do a hybrid event. Hopefully that we're just going to be something that we're going to get to do. I also hope to be back in Nashville at some point next year. Uh, 
which is only in about three days <laughs> uh, next year starts. So, you know, hopefully things are going to start getting back on track for everybody. Um, things will, things will slowly and surely get better. I think, uh, this has been an extremely crazy year. It's been a lot. It's been a roller coaster ride. Um, I am proud of the fact though, that we have kept this thing together and that we've probably done more in this one year than we've probably oddly enough than we have done in other years. And, uh, Sergio, major kudos to you, man. You really have been like almost like the guiding force of the show <laughs> in the last, like, uh, in the last year, you've kind of kept me on my toes and, um, I really appreciate your help. Everything that you've done. Hey man, you're welcome, man. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. Um, you know, it's really, really changed my life, honestly. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, yeah, just really looking forward to this next year. I think we're going to, you know, still continue to, uh, take it to the next level. Yeah. Well, guys, um, thank you so much for, for listening. Thank you for being a part of our 2020, uh, people that have con- corresponded with us and, and people that just like, love the show. Um, let us know what you think. Um, you know, there's other ways to do that. Give us a subscription on conspiratorial podcast on YouTube. Um, leave a, leave a message or, uh, send us a message of encouragement or leave us a good glowing review on iTunes, those type of things really do help us um, if you really love the show and the content that we give. Thanks to everybody uh, who listens. Uh, Thanks for sticking out another year with us. Things are getting so crazy that we really do have to express ourselves. And all the patrons, thank you. And hopefully you will be able to enjoy the new Patreon regime. And uh, just thanks for continuing to listen to Conspira Normal. Yes, absolutely. Guys, stay safe out there. We know things are crazy. Things are going to get crazier. And uh, everybody keep your heads above the water. Don't believe everything that you see. Don't believe everything that you hear. Don't be, don't be, uh, don't be swayed. Keep your level head about yourselves. Because we're really going to, we're really, really going to need that as time goes on. Uh you and I didn't even really mention the bombing in Nashville. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But it's just the latest. It's it's the latest thing, and already it's being manipulated, and it's already being turned into um, something more than it probably actually is. So, guys, just um, remember, you know, propaganda is real, and you may be getting propagandized. That's all I'm going to say. Don't be a victim of bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. We love you very much. We'll see you in 2021 on Conspiracy Normal. Conspiranormal.com. And please check out our YouTube channel.
Paranormal Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.